We are Chris and Beth Bruno, and this is the Walking With Podcast. God called you to walk with people. He called us to help you. Join us for a conversation at the intersection of theology, psychology, and ministry. Each week, our goal is to replace a little bit of your overwhelm with more confidence in caring for the people you walk with. Hello, and welcome back to the Walking With Podcast. This is Chris and Beth Bruno, and we are in a series on sabbaticals. Last week, we talked about if you are just beginning to prepare and think about this, how do you create a culture of care where sabbatical is a normal and anticipated thing in the space from which you lead? This week, we're going to talk about the number one thing that you have to do if you are even thinking about taking a sabbatical. But before we launch into that conversation, we are so excited to announce that what I hinted at last week is ready to, to be born into the world, and that is a, a course designed for you. So whether you are on your way, you have already booked your tickets or made your plans or set aside whatever you need to set aside to take a sabbatical this year. Many of you are planning already for the summer. So whether that's you, you are on your way to a sabbatical or whether you are just dreaming about it for three years down the road, this course is for you. Um, take one week seven days worth of content in terms of how to how to prepare all the things you need to think about as you begin to prepare how to plan what to do to make sure that it is a restorative time that it is not just a trip or a visit or a vacation but it, it is a restorative sabbatical we will walk you through what you need to do to make sure that's the case um, it's full of interviews with those who have gone before other ministry leaders who have already taken sabbaticals and what they learned it is going to be well worth your time. So go over to restorylabs.com forward slash sabbatical to learn more. And before we dive into our episode today about sabbaticals, I wanted to read another of the awesome reviews that we've just recently gotten. Um, this is from L.M. McCowan. Uh, I am so grateful for these short, digestible, practical episodes. I've been thinking about them each week, and they are already equipping and energizing my leadership. I love the call of God on your lives to help us walk with. So thank you so much for that review. Uh, if you could hop on over to iTunes uh, and leave us a review, that would be great. If you could subscribe, that also helps us in the podcasting world of letting other people know about the resources that we are offering to help you walk with others uh, in the world and in building the kingdom of God. All right. So let's dive into our conversation today. Yes. Yes. What is the number one thing that people have got to be thinking about as they prepare for a sabbatical? The number one thing is that you cannot limp into a sabbatical. That if you are limping into a sabbatical, it will not be restorative for you. And if you are limping and exhausted and stretched too thin, like we talked about a couple of episodes, and then you go into a sabbatical, that means that you, your sabbatical is not going to be what you need it to be. And you're not going to come back from the sabbatical uh, restored as you should be. So um, 
the number one thing is you cannot limp into the sabbatical. And uh, if you are limping, what what we want to encourage you to do is to begin now to think about what are the rhythms and sustainable uh, sustainabilities of your life currently and, and what do you maybe need to address and think about now so that when you head into your sabbatical, you're you're ready to fully engage because uh, otherwise you, you will crash, uh, you'll probably get sick, right? How many of us have gone on vacation and in the first couple of days we get sick because of the whole letdown of, of um, you know, just the energy that we've put into life and now we finally have a few days off and, and we get sick, our bodies need that break. Uh, you need to actually attend to yourself now before the sabbatical comes rather than seeing the sabbatical as the place where you will get uh, get the time to attend to yourself. I've heard you talk about it in terms of a season of sabbatical. So, and, mm-hmm. and what you mean by that is far more than that, the actual time where you are officially off the clock. So what, tell us a little bit more about what that looks like. Yeah, so the, the, the season of sabbatical, there's uh, five main parts to a sabbatical. Um, one of the most important parts is why we're saying this is the number one thing we need to let people know about right now is the pre-sabbatical time. The pre-sabbatical time is where you are preparing, where you are looking at your rhythms, where you're making sure that you're you're coming into that time restored and, and refreshed so that it will be restorative and refreshing to you. That pre-sabbatical time. During the sabbatical, there are three main segments, uh, which is part of our restorative sabbatical framework, uh, which we unpack a lot more within the within that course for those that are actually gonna head into a sabbatical. And then there's the 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 final one, the fifth one, which is the post-sabbatical. How do you come back uh, from your sabbatical and re-engage in the ministry? It's not just showing back up to work and diving right back in. There's a whole process of re-engaging after the sabbatical. So um, if you don't get number one right, right, that first pre-sabbatical space, then all the others will be deeply, deeply affected, which is why I say it's a it's a season of sabbatical that if you have a month or three months or six months for your actual sabbatical time, the season starts long, long before you actually leave or, or step out for your sabbatical. It starts much, much earlier than that and lasts much, much earlier later than when you return. So would you say that, and I'm just making this up, or maybe I've heard you say this before, that if you're taking, let's say, a three-month sabbatical, preparing three months before and leaving three months after and and other time equivalents, if you're going to take a six-month sabbatical, six months before, six months after, in terms of what all needs to happen, not just logistically, right, but, but in your heart, in your soul, in terms of how you're really beginning to ramp up to, to prepare and then wind down to re-engage. Yeah, for sure. And I would I would say yes, that if you're three months sabbatical, you take three months beforehand and three months afterwards. So it's a season of nine months that you're looking at. That depends though on whether or not your organization has a culture of care and awareness of sabbaticals uh, beforehand. So if, if you don't, that pre-sabbatical time has got to be, you know, 2x or 3x times the time that you have. You have to do a lot of pre-work and orientation and training and um, invitation to your denomination, organization, or, or ministry, or team, or whatever to help you come to the pre-sabbatical time. You're going to have to start long, long before that, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so then also to be mindful, too, when I, when I say rhythms... 
of ministry and not limping into the sabbatical time, it's, um, it's really important for you to begin the sabbatical mindset of long-term sustainability even before you leave. And those those rhythms, uh, a couple episodes ago, we talked about the two-thirds day and making sure that you're experiencing some level of space and rhythms and, and you're, you're cutting off access to you uh, from people uh, long before you're, you're helping to create some boundaries and structures in your life that uh, help you not be so ragged all the time. And that is super, super important to do before, as I said, before the sabbatical, because otherwise you'll just end up recovering the entire time that you're away and then you don't actually get to anything during your time away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in terms of all of our listeners are walking with people. Yeah. And you know more than more than any as a counselor who walks with people weekly, um, how do you pull away and how do you begin to prepare those individuals for a, a significant departure? Mm-hmm. What does that look like for all of these people in ministry? Yeah. I think the first thing I would say is... Um, I have to have in my life even some of my own rituals. And so when I say rhythms and uh, and stuff, I, I, I mean some rituals. Uh, for a long time, uh, I would have a ritual. This is not directly ans- answering your question. I'll get there. But to have, uh, I have to prepare myself to pull away. And so um, the ritual would be when I came into the office, I would light a candle and I would prayerfully invite the Spirit of God to come and be in this space. And, and whether we were having staff meetings or prayer meetings where I was meeting with people to, to work on their stories, whatever, there would be this invitation at the beginning of the day of the lighting of the candle. And the candle would burn all day long. And then before I would leave the office, I would go through another ritual of closing and prayerfully giving over to the Lord the things that had happened today, whether they were plans and strategies or whether they were stories of pain and trauma. As I blew out the candle, it was this giving back over to to God what had happened. And I feel like those, and that might not be appropriate in your context or whatever, but some ritual for you to begin to uh, separate what you are doing when you're walking with people and when you are just your own human being. to leave those things. So that that is one space that I think that would be helpful for people in the rhythms and rituals to get into their lives. Um, to prepare other people, and whether it's the people we're walking with or whether it's our team, uh, it is allowing for yourself to be human hmm. and allowing for yourself to say to someone, so in a few months, I'm going to be taking some significant time away from the regular rhythms and rituals of of my ministry life. And so that's going to mean that I'm not going to be here for you. Uh, And then one of the things I love to ask is, how, how does that land with you that I will be gone? And can we begin to have the conversation now of what it's going to take for you to, to not have our regular times and, and, and whatever? And what can we put in place now? And how can we be thinking about that just in that expectation and preparation of people? Um, and it's the people that we're walking with often are reliant on us and uh, they're depending on us and maybe 
in some ways unhealthily so. And so sabbatical is not just for you to step away, it's for them to kind of regain some of their own agency and ownership of their lives. Whatever it might be, it's that preparation conversation is so, so important for people to know you're going to be gone and they'll be okay without you. Part of part of sabbatical, I think, uh, is that we get to suspend reality. And I think this is part of what uh, what God designed with the Sabbath is that every every seven days, we are going to stop working. We are going to stop the the grind and we're going to suspend reality that the world actually needs us as much as we think it needs us and, and live into the reality that God is the one who's actually holding us. And so uh, those conversations in preparation for your team, for your the people you're walking with, are super helpful to reorient them back to the Lord as the as the giver and the caregiver rather than me mm-hmm. as their sole mm-hmm. source of life. Right. And I think about like you were kind of describing something that could happen within a few months. But what if, as we list talked about last week, you're preparing the the larger organization or elder mm-hmm. board or whomever for this future event and you're you know creating this culture of expectation that sabbaticals are normal what if in the planning of the long-term calendar there was a sense of okay so in two years i'll be taking my sabbatical as we've agreed as we've come to understand yeah. it's important what will our team need to look like then who is not yet on staff that needs to be mm-hmm. in place and on staff then? Or or who um, will not yet be fully ready if we wait another six months? And, you know, just looking at the timing of what all that will mean, because it's part of the calendar. It's a, it's just there in front of everyone, and it's an expectation. I think about my brother in the military and mm-hmm. this sense that every three years, without question, they are moved and they have a new assignment. And it's just not even part of the conversation. It is going to happen. And so they live with that sense of temporariness, but also constant expectation. They Mm -hmm. know this is coming. And as a result, in my brother's particular job and and different team environments, there's always that conversation of the next person who's going to follow in your footsteps or what are you creating now that that next person will will fulfill. I just think if we had this kind of long-term, big calendar, Mm -hmm. transparent Mm -hmm. sense of what's to come, how would that better prepare everybody? Yeah, for sure. And I love that word transparent. Transparent in time, transparent in what you'll be doing, transparent in... um, this is not just for the head pastor. It's kind of a culture that we're building for everyone. This is the rhythms that we're going to follow in creating those sabbaticals, all, all those kinds of things. That's that transparency is is huge, and and especially for people, you know, that's like on your team, right? And and also for the people that you're walking with, that that they have an expectation that you're not always going to be available, that you're not always going to be there, that you will do what you can in the times that you have, and that they can have that same kind of anticipation, expectation of, of you not always being there. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So that's the one thing. 
right? That's the one thing is to not limp into the sabbatical, to do the work beforehand. And if, if it's, you know, tomorrow or in a couple of months, what work do you need to do to, to make sure you can kind of catch your breath now before you leave? If it's in a year from now or two years from now, what take a little bit of an assessment of where you're at so that um, now, so that when you come to the time of sabbatical, you're actually ready to embark on a journey with the Lord during the time that you're away. And that's why I love this course that we have put together because we are really walking you through all of those things that you need to, to be thinking about on this side of that journey and all of the things to, to do while you're on sabbatical so that you really feel like this was a successful and, and good use of my time and, and money and a steward of what I've been offered from, from my ministry and then even how to come back in as you re-enter into ministry. And so I just, I think that what we have put together is going to be so valuable to you and others that you might know of who are in ministry and are even beginning to think about a sabbatical. So just as a reminder, you can find more info on that at RestoryLabs.com forward slash sabbatical. Next week, we'll be opening um, behind the curtain, kind of behind the scenes into what we learned and did well and didn't do well in our own attempted mini sabbatical last summer. Um, Can't wait to share that with you. Same time, same place next week. 